You're listening to Freud's Angels, where we talk about where the science of the mind meets the spirit of the heart. Each week, we'll discuss ways to create awareness of yourself and your reaction to the world around you today, as well as healing events of the past. I'll be bringing in both traditional and non-traditional psychology concepts, and I'll be bringing the healing through the lens of our heart and how to heal what we discover creating a powerful connection between what our heart needs and what our mind thinks we want. Now we're your hosts. I'm Amy. And I'm Vanessa. Now let's get into the show. Hey, hey, angels. Welcome to episode 74 of the Freud's Angels podcast. Uh, This is a good one. I mean, I say this every week, right? This is a good one. They're all good ones, but I'm feeling this one a little fiery. So I'm excited to talk about it. We got Vanessa fired up today. So have fun, guys. <laughs> I'm going to sit here and just watch. <laughs> and I put, matcha, I put matcha in my uh, smoothie. So this might get even crazier. <laughs> Woo, that, good times. <laughs> once that kicks in, we should be on a ride. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Anywho, <laughs> what are we going to talk about today? We're going to... We're going to talk about money, our standards, like, you know, the the whole, like, oh, if you, you're begging the universe, if you give me this, I'll sacrifice this, that whole mindset of lack mentality versus trusting in the manifestation um, of what we're trying to manifest or what we want or what we think we want. Um, There's many facets to this one today. Yes. As you were introing, I was like, ooh, <laughs> those are some branches that definitely yeah, gone down. <laughs> I have paved the way for Tangent City today. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it's perfect because as you pointed out before you hit record, this is going to come out right before Black Friday. So it will be important to have these kind of things in mind because those are days where we tend to spend money. You know, um, and sometimes they're not, it's not intentional in the ways that are good for us. Sometimes we're, um, you know, kind of losing sight of our own because we're trying to do for others. And um, it's a good, it's a a good, yeah, trap, a hundred percent trap. Gift giving trap at Black Friday and the rest of the year from here on out. It's Mm -hmm. like you, I mean, we'll do, we're going to do a gift giving podcast later in December, but I mean, it's like between obligation and if your love language is giving gifts and, you know, and whatever else drives you to spend copious amounts of money on others, but yet nothing on yourself, not to say that you need to go out and buy something for yourself, but with your standard of living, like, are you sacrificing your financial well-being and possibly a place where you know, are you sacrificing that at the expense of, you know, of be for helping others? Yeah, um, I've done it. I've, I've put myself in, in, in financial crisis to help others because that's what I used to do. And yeah. so I used to be always poor. I would always be in trouble. I would always have little money for myself when, you know, I saw something at the store that I wanted. Oh, I can't do that because I don't have the money because I've already given it away to somebody else. Or um, I, you know, oh, I need this, you know, I need to have this dental procedure done. Can't because I've already given my money away to somebody else. Like, it's like I sacrifice so much of my well-being for the sake of being helpful to others, for the sake of helping them. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say that that's wrong, but it's, I didn't, understand how much I was doing that until I didn't have enough money to take care of myself. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And it it is, I mean, the way that you phrased it is perfect that like it's to our detriment, like it's, it's, it's sacrificing things that we want, whether now or future, because of what we feel we're obligated to do today. And it's like, we've got to figure out how to, how to shape that differently, you know, whatever that means. Um, because I, I mean, I see a lot of people do it and I've done it too. You know, like you're saying, I, I I've done it too, where I've let obligation put me in places that I don't want to be in. 
you know, like where, where there's nothing left for me that I'm not, I can't do things. I can't have experiences because I've felt so obligated to buy things for other people. Or, you know, I mean, I, (laughs) I even do it. I even do it with a kind, very, very kind heart, right? Like if I'm giving to somebody's fundraiser or, um, like buying something from a friend who's starting out a business. Yeah. I love to just throw copious amounts of money to like, be like, here you go. And then I'm like, dude, a little bit less would have been really good. And and you're still supporting them. But it's, I mean, it really is kind of like reining that in and remembering like what, what matters, you know, what are you trying to do with this right now? So that you're not sacrificing what you need and what you want even. You know, if I want to buy a new car when mine dies, I have to stop spending money on other things. You know, it's, it's reality. I mean, I'll manifest more money too. And hopefully that will happen that way. But it's also like, you know, think about the meaning of the money that you're spending and see if there's other ways you can get to that meaning. Right. Yeah. And, you know, see what happens. Well, and, and (laughs) You know, to be perfectly honest too, is that, you know, try to figure it out. What are you trying to convey to that person? Whether you're buying them a gift or buying from them to support them, Mm -hmm. you know, entrepreneurs, like I, I, for me, we're both entrepreneurs, me and Vanessa, we both have our own stuff. We do Vanessa is a holistic counselor. I'm, I'm a spiritual healer. Like I do readings and you don't necessarily have to buy from us, but supporting us and recommending us to people, you Mm -hmm. can support your people by sharing their posts by interacting with them on social media, because that's how it gets them in the hierarchy of the posts that people see. So you can support somebody in many ways without having to shell out money. Yeah, And that's just like, (laughs) I mean, I, if someone were to, if someone who's experienced a session with me were to just share my post and be like, oh my gosh, if you to any of their friends to say, Hey, if you guys want to have someone who's, you know, genuine or whatever they felt about it or whatever, and share it and say, please, you know, if you're interested in this, this is the person to see. Like I, I, I would probably, I would probably like be overwhelmed with emotion if that had happened and somebody had done that for me. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, it's just because you're like, Oh, thank you. Because that's a gift. Yeah. That's a gift because that's how you get known is by word of mouth. And the fact that somebody thought that it was that impactful to them that they wanted to share online, like your, your information. So that's a ripple. Yeah. Then you're, you know, it ripples outward to all kinds of other people too their networks and their, those people's networks and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, but, and that's that mindset that we have to get into of like remembering that money exchanged for items is not the only way that we can show love. It's not the only way that we can show support. And, you know, there's, there's all this other stuff that, that if we can train each other, because I think there's a lot of people that do think of it still as like money exchanged for items. And that is care, but that happened through experience so we need to create new experience in order to undo that right right so you know and so let's talk about besides others and besides giving to others let's talk about ourselves um and we were talking about this before we hit record and i think it's very important we were talking about standards about how we live and 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 the situation we live in so I'll give an example. Okay. I have a couple examples, actually. Um, There's two. One is the most recent. Like I decided that I have some equity in the vehicle I own and I wanted to trade it in because I felt it was time. And I, the model that I have is the base model of the car. And usually I, those of you know, who know me, I drive mini Coopers and well, there's the Cooper and the Cooper S. So those of you know that the Cooper is just, you know, vanilla version of, of a mini Cooper. It goes, it can, it has a little 
pickup, but not like the S version. <laughs> the S version is the race car. Well, it's the John Cooper works is the race car version, but the S is you're on your way there. It has good pickup, good turning radius, yeah. responsive. You're driving a race car, right? Well, when I got the car that I have, it was necessary because I had to get out of a different car, a different mini. And I realized I don't enjoy, like, I don't have that feeling I used to have that I used to get from my first mini in driving the car. And so when we were looking at cars and I test drove enough, um, this random car came like same model as mine. It's the four door hardtop. And, but it's the S version of it that it's green with white racing stripes and a white top, which Super sorry, seriously, it's it adorable. <laughs> it is me. It is quintessential me. Like the only, you can't, yeah, it's like, oh, I, so when I drove it, I started to cry. My friend is with me and he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I love this car. <laughs> Because it was what I was been missing so much. I love to drive. Those of you know, I love driving and I love my cars. So, so, you know, it, it's, it stands to reason that I need a car that, that I love driving. So anyways, I digress. Um, so in driving this car, it made me realize is that I, I need to not like sacrifice that joy in having a version of vanilla version of what I love. And I didn't realize that till now. I mean, I had to get into the car that I had. I, it was, there was really no other way and I get it and I accepted it and I was grateful for it. I'm grateful for the car that I have now because it helped get me here. And, but at the same time, I realized from now on I can't look at any other version of that car unless it's the S version or, or more, you know? And so it's like, that's a standard for me now because, and, and yes, this is 3d materialistic stuff, but the joy that I get from driving that car, I was in it for 20 minutes. I have, I had the most fun and happiness and joy in 20 minutes that I've had for the past six months. Like that moment in that car made me feel hopeful. It made me feel like, oh my gosh, the world is my oyster. I could take road trips and it's going to be fun. And I can zip my car in and out of traffic and know that it's going to respond and know that it's going to do what I need it to do. So it's, 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 important to me yeah and cool I mean when we talk about that materialistic thing I know that we're like we we want to stray away from it being like depending on it but it's a tool and we do use tools (laughs) and a car that feels good when you're driving it is a tool to happiness a hundred percent and especially if you're a car person some people don't care some people they're not car people and they don't care as long as it gets them from A to B and that's amazing. But there's something in your life that is like, brings you that little bit of joy and that fizz and that sense of excitement. And it may not be a car. It may be something else completely, but, but for me, it's my car. Yeah. And the other story this year, I happened to happen this year too. You know, when I've moved, my whole life. Like I've always wanted a separate, a two bedroom place because I wanted an office or a healing room. It turned into an office because I work from home, which is fine. Um, and I've always wanted one, but I've never been able to manifest one or manifest one that I could use two bedrooms. Like the one that I was in was, ugh, it was a scorpion house and cottonwood. And there was no way that I was, I put, no, there was <laughs> no way that that was going to I happen. just felt that off of you. Like I just got the, like, ah, the, the, like the bad chills. <laughs> it was a scorpion houses. Cause that's all there was in there is a scorpion. Yeah. Yuck, 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 yuck. We moved out of there so fast. Um, so, you know, I've always sought a bigger space. And I think part of now, part of manifesting that is a sense of belief. It's a sense of, I can, 
or that I'm worth it or that I can afford it. Like uh, there was a whole bunch of things and belief systems that I had to work through because I've always lived in studio apartments (laughs) or small one bedroom apartments. So it's like always. And so I moved, my last apartment was in Sedona. It was huge, but it wasn't a two bedroom, but it was enormous. It was Mm. gorgeous. I loved it. I loved it. It had a fireplace. I loved it. But when I moved up here, knowing that I was going to work from home, knowing that I wanted to further my healing practice, that I needed two bedrooms. I was like, this is it. I don't want anything less than two bedroom. And so when I searched, I never searched for less than two bedrooms. And now when I got a little bit like worried and I was like scared because I wasn't finding anything, did I start to look for smaller spaces? Yeah, because I started to sacrifice that for the sake of, of security. Like I felt like I needed to be some, have security and be somewhere, but not feeling like I could show up without a place to live, which is what I ended up doing anyways. Um, I should have hoped it was on you. <laughs> Don't and, try to avoid it because it's going to happen sometimes. <laughs> and I rented a month to month place that was a one bedroom and very tiny, mm-hmm. but I was waiting and all the alchemy happened. My belief in, in the fact that the place that I wanted, I wanted despite the denial that they denied me outright, despite all of that and the appeal that I had to do, they, they were like, okay, you're on the waiting list. And I said, and they were like, well, what are you looking for? And I said, I want a two bedroom with a washer and dryer hookup. I, that's what I wanted because I, I don't like using other people's wash machine. I mean, because then it breaks and then you don't know how, you know, I'd rather buy it. It's such a pain in the ass to take you. All over the place, it really is. So, you know, it's kind of like, yeah. So I waited. They called me and they're like, well, we have a one bedroom. And I'm like, no, I want a two bedroom. Okay. Don't you okay. try to make me settle. Two weeks later, they're like, yeah, we have we have an apartment that has um that's a two bedroom with washer dryer hookups. I'm like, I'll take it. And I did. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, it was, but I believed that it was necessary. Yes. I, I, I believed that that was important for this next step of my journey so much that I was not willing to sacrifice the space in order to just take what was available. Like mm-hmm. I had to really rein myself back in and be like, we're not in scarcity mindset here. We're in abundant mindset. You know that what you will ask for, the universe will bring it to you if you just wait long enough. Just just breathe through it for a minute and allow yourself to just wait. Because we jump at things when we feel that, oh, we don't have any other options or we're scared that we don't have options or this is it. Like we're going to miss out on something because we're, we're scared that the universe is not going to bring us what we need. Well, if we are, and we're focused on what we don't want, yes, that'll happen. That'll happen because you won't see the ability to, for it to bring you the one you want. There's something in you that feels you don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. And so we have to really be careful when we're working on manifesting and money and when I got my job, I named my price of what I wanted to make mm-hmm. and they met it. And I said, fantastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're done here. And how easy was that? Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's the first time I've ever done this. Like when I moved here, I was like, this is on my terms. Like the universe and spirit. I did not come here to be doing some the crap, same crap that I was, I was doing before like I exactly was good growth yes yes and and does you know yeah it, it just it was me just having that level of this is what I require right now and it's always subject to change but this is what I require so be it it's a power word 
yeah. require. I don't want it. I require it. It is, it's, that's the standard that we're at at this point. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. But I, but I, but I feel I deserve it. I feel I'm worth it because of how hard I work. And I feel like I need to set the basement ground level. This is what I want. And I want the and more when the universe brings it to me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because it's gonna, it, it will. Because I asked for it. I said, this is what I want minimum, but I want the and more. Sometimes I have to stay at the minimum for a minute to realize how I can get to the end more or to wait for that end more because there's a process that's happening that I don't see, but I'm always worth it. I'm worth it. Like, I feel like the car, the car is a perfect example of it, right? Like you needed the bare minimum because you needed to get out of the car and you, and you didn't, you certainly weren't going to sacrifice buying like a different kind of car because it was like, dude, I'm not going that far basement. Like I'm staying in this because the thing that I want. I but tried. Yeah. I tried and I, I couldn't do it. Yeah, good. Thank you, universe. I was like, dude, so, are you serious? <laughs> I was so upset. I went and test drove three other different types of cars. I was yeah. so upset in driving them and yeah. so disheartened and felt like I failed. And I was like, no, it has to be a mini. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, this is what I want. Sorry, guys. That was at that time, that was your basement. Yeah. Right. Like that was your, okay, at least if it's this, I can live my life (laughs) in some sort of joy, you know, but it had to be that way so that you could, you know, I mean, you said it before, like it had to be that way so that you could get to the space right now where the gratitude is huge, where you, you needed a pick me up, right? Like this, you're, you're rolling into another space of like manifestation and growth and all that kind of stuff. And that is a nice pick me up to bring us into that power, right? Like when we're trying to make changes in our lives, <laughs> it's sometimes hard. If you're a driving person, taking a nice trip in a vehicle you love <laughs> is going to make you feel empowered. It's yes. going to pep you up a little bit to be like, like exactly what you said. The world is my freaking oyster. I'm sitting in one of the oysters that the world is here. Like, holy shit, you know, but we, we, it's fear, you know, I get it. Like, and when you think about that, even, you know, the, the, the experience of living in certain places, I mean, I go through it too. I've moved a billion times. Like I tried to explain this to my boyfriend the other day. He asked about how many times I've moved. And when I really went through it, like all the different moves during college that didn't feel like moves in my head. Cause I was thinking of big giant but I'm like, oh, those, I mean, you moved to a different place to live. That's called a move. <laughs> There's a ton of them, but there, you see, you can kind of see the progression of like, as, as you achieve one thing, now you believe you can always achieve it. Right. So you go from that tiny shit place to like a one that's a little bit bigger. And because you do survive in it and because you do afford it and because you, you know, like you do thrive in it, that becomes your new base you don't want to go back you know that you could right because you've been there but you're like I'm here now if one bedroom if I can do one bedroom I can do one bedroom like now I have faith in myself I have faith in you know all that kind of stuff and it's hard to jump to the next thing because you haven't had the experience of achieving it so it's really going on a hope and a faith that you won't fail and for me it's helpful to be like well, if you fail, you're still going, like, you're not going all the way back. Like you'll never go all the way back. And that's the the kind of thought that I have in my head. You're never going to go all the way back to your parents' house, (laughs) which to me is like, I love my parents, but I do not like New Hampshire. And that would be like the ultimate last resort. (laughs) So to me, that's like super backwards. I'll never do that. But I mean, even now, you know, the house that I'm renting from my friends, it's, it's, it's a big house. It's not one that if I were out house hunting that I would have ever thought to buy because it's like big, but I happened to be able to be here. I happened to be able to pay what they need me to pay, but now I'm used to it. (laughs) Now I'm used to this amount of space. I'm used to being able to, you know, put things wherever I'm used to having my office and having that be my own space. 
you know, to do other stuff besides sleep because my bedroom is my sanctuary where I sleep, <laughs> you know, and I have the separate spaces and I am used to it. I am now in that mindset of there, there can be a certain level. Cause there is one room I completely don't use like at all right now. It's got my boyfriend's stuff in it. He doesn't use it either. It just has stuff in it. It's just sitting there. So it is like a, a space that doesn't need to be, but all the rest of it needs to be. And I've kind of said that to myself, like, I don't want to leave here until I go to something that fits this need. I, I don't want to go that far backward. Like I had been before of, you know, like not being able to have the space that I have, not being able to light a fire in the backyard. Like these are things that are now important to me. These are things that I've now realized are keys to my happiness and my comfort and, you know, all those kind of things. I don't want to sacrifice anymore. Damn it. Right. And what that's doing for me though, is what I'm realizing has been my problem with manifestation is that I get enough. I always get enough, but then I sit in enough and then I'm not motivated to get, get more, but I'm also not understanding the maintenance of enough sometimes. And that's like, that's where that, that mindset had to shift of like, okay, this basement or this baseline that I've created is okay, but keep achieving keep wanting. It's okay to keep wanting. You don't have to sit in enough. You don't have to live in enough. You can keep creating so that you can get that and more. That's the thing is like, I wasn't getting the and more. I always get what I need, which is great. And I'm grateful. And I sit in that gratitude every day. But then I think like, well, I mean, I I guess I would like to own something myself and not be paying somebody else's. Huh? How do I do that? I'm going to have to think about it. I'm going to have to achieve it. I'm going to have to call it in. I'm going to have to, you know, do certain things in a certain way in order to keep this standard of living that I am now used to. I don't have to coast. I don't have to be humble. I can just say, uh-uh. <laughs> when somebody offers me, you know, two bedrooms. No, I need an extra one. That counts me and my kid. Uh-uh. <laughs> I need another space, (laughs) right? I mean, I mean, it's, and I used to think that that meant that I was super greedy, that I, you know, was, um, you know, kind of like, I don't know what I'm, I'm trying to think of the other word that I'm, that I'm thinking of, but kind of spoiled, you know, that it was like, you should be more humble than that. You should accept what you can, you know, like what, what you can do. Right. And when somebody says that to me, like, oh, you know, you don't need all that. Right. You don't need all that space. How do you tell me what I need? (laughs) First of all, you're trying to make me small. When you say that you're trying to tell me not to dream big. Right. Not here for that anymore. Yeah. And that's the difference between people who achieve and get like really great, complete like really great manifestations and, you know, grow in these amazing ways and are able to give, you know, to me, that's part of my motivation. I want to be able to give to other people. I can't do that if I live in enough and I need to, you know, go forward with that, but to bring it all back on theme, I, I'm always going to have enough if I'm not thinking of me in all of these, these scenarios when I'm spending money or when I'm, you know, when I'm, when I'm, trying to help other people feel good about themselves. You know, if somebody else, like if, you know, somebody that I'm living with wants to downsize to something that I can't, I can't do, I need to say, no, I need to stop the sacrificing. I need to stop saying, well, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess I could. Yeah. I could live, I could live in my van really. I mean, I could, I'm not trying to though. So no, No. (laughs) it would be super cheap because I already own it. It would be. Um, and you know, I, I, I kind of, I'm at the space where I get, I get it. I get where, um, you know, people feel like almost guilty for wishing for more, like, cause they feel, cause you know, a lot about the spiritual realm is about, you know, letting go, letting go of attachment, 
wanting something is, is not necessarily being attached to it. But if I'm going to be in this 3D world, and if I'm going to exist here, then I, then, yeah, I'm going to have like standards of my 3D life. Now, if I wouldn't have gotten this car or the car that I'm getting, or, or if I hadn't have gotten this apartment and I had to do some, you know, some whatever maneuvering, could I survive? Yes, of course I can survive. And I would have done, and I would have been successful at it. But for me, if the world, if the universe says that everything is there waiting for me and they're waiting and there's all this abundance that's out there waiting for me, I'm going to call that shit in. Now, does my happiness or joy depend on 3D items? Not always. Sometimes the car is my happy place. Cars are my happy thing. So yeah, it's not to say that I can't be happy without that, but I wouldn't be as excited. I wouldn't have as much joy driving and being in the car. Mm -hmm. Um, And it helps when I'm depressed, when I'm depressed and I need to pick me up, I take a drive in my car for like an hour or two. And I just, I feel better for it. I feel like hopes and possibilities and the idea of it's okay to be in the depression, but we'll get out of it. And it's, it's what keeps me going. Mm -hmm. It helps. And if that's the way it is, then that's the way it is. I'm allowed to enjoy that. I'm allowed to enjoy the things that I've worked very hard for. And some days will I go minimalistic and have like, you know, live in a shack on the beach. You better believe it. I could do that too, but that's not where I'm at right now. Right now I'm building my fort. I'm building my kingdom. I'm building my, the, the foundation or the platform for how I want my life to look. Yeah. And so be it. Yeah. I, so be yeah. it. I well, need this, why not me is like the, the, the freaking mantra that I have to keep saying, because there's plenty of people out there who yeah. have lots. Why not me? Because I want to be humble because I don't want people to talk shit on me. Like that's a dumb reason to live in lack. <laughs> Like when I really say it out loud, it's like, what? Like, this is my life, not yours. If you if your whatever feelings that you have about what I've decided I want in my life, whether materialistic or not, I mean, that was a block I had to get over, you know. And and I know that you you have we've we've had these talks about the the different ways that we feel about materialistic items, but also the idea that. Who taught us that it was that it was a wrong thing to live in luxury, you know, to be luxurious? Like Cleopatra, <laughs> way, way back then, we want to talk about her as this magnificent being. She was very high maintenance. <laughs> like she was very much like, I'm going to treat myself like the freaking queen I am, man. That's okay. You can, she can collect all kinds of things and all, you know, all that. And that's okay. So ancient times people have been able to say I like nice shit and I want it and and I'm gonna have it and the people who are trying to hold us down are generally having a fear in one way or another they're afraid that we're gonna become distanced from them because we're not the same anymore um there may there's jealousy and envy obviously that shows up too um, but there's all these many reasons, but none of those things, you don't have to live my life. I have to live my life. And if I want luxurious shit in my life, I deserve it because it's what I want, you yes. know, and, and it's okay to want that. That was, I mean, it took a long time for that to be taught to me. And it still comes back again. When I talked, when I talked about the house, it was like, Oh, you know, could I go to a two bedroom? Like where or what? Like, <laughs> What you don't even have to. Why are you talking about this? Like, where is this coming from? No, you want a bigger space. You want all those things. And that is okay. You are not greedy. You are not too extravagant. You are not snotty. You are not bratty. You are not spoiled because you work for it. And even if you didn't, who gives a shit? It's not, it's that again, that's jealousy. If somebody hands you somebody says to you, Amy, I love you so much. I'm going to buy you a house. 
Okay. Right. So I'm going to get mad and I'm going to tell you, you shouldn't have that house, Amy, because you didn't work for it. Yeah. Uh, no, you should forget. <laughs> live in it, love it, feel good, be excited. Like, yeah, because even if you didn't quote unquote work for it, the universe gave it to you. So hooray. Yes. Now, <laughs> my friends, I am going to be, let me give you a word of caution. <laughs> When you're manifesting and you're dreaming, it's okay. But understand everything that comes with that manifestation. That's where we fuck up. That's where the stuff that we want lives us. Okay. Because I knew what it was going to cost to live in this apartment. I knew what the water sewer charge was. I knew how much it would cost me to buy a washer and dryer. I knew these things. I was aware of what the cost of them would be. When you buy, when you want a new car, okay, what's your insurance going to look like? Most people don't roll up into a dealership knowing how much their insurance is going to change by buying that car. Mm -hmm. But when you're aware of what you buy a house, okay, you're buying a house from, from the bank. You know, what's your taxes like? How do your taxes work? Do you, will you have enough money to make repairs on the house if you're buying the house? Or are you going to be house poor in a sense of you won't have the extra money because your house payment is so high to fix your house? What I'm saying is it's okay to dream, but be realistic in your dreaming. Because if I had to manifest the job and the money first, because I knew what I was needed to, I knew what I needed to make in order to be okay. Mm-hmm. So when you're dreaming and you're like, this is what I want, I want this and I want that. And you're manifesting, check in with the universe. Be like, what does this come with? Does it come with taxes? Does it come with repairs? Like when I, I just bought my car and I bought their program, the dealerships program for oil changes for life. An oil change for my car is a hundred dollars a pop. That's, I was struggling with that because of how high my other payment was. So it was like, okay, I need to solve this because I need to take care of my new car. So they have a program, oil changes for life. It's transferable to every car I buy from that dealership from then on. Amazing. Perfect. Yep. Because now I know I can take care of my car. Now I know that at least the oil is every six months I can go in and get it changed and it's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah. So, which is part so, of the manifestation. Like it's a complete manifestation. And right. I think that that's like the, the, when, when we, when you go back to listen to the manifestation episode, which everybody should do, there's more than one <laughs> going back in there, complete manifestations and knowing where it's coming from. Yeah. Right. I mean, just hearing you describe that is like that, that, that solving the problem comes from understanding what you needed to manifest. Yeah. I don't want extra to come with this. Yeah. I don't like, I'm not in, in the, in a place to have extra and extra to me is that random hundred dollar oil change that shows up random. Cause it depends on how often I've been driving the car. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So having that, you know, that, that completeness and knowing why you're doing it and, and all of the pieces of it right? Because most of the time, if we're not, if we don't have a complete manifestation, if we haven't gone through all of the details, it's because we're coming from a space of lack, or we're coming from a space of panic, or, you know, something that's otherwise um, joy, and, you know, all of those things that that bring that good. So we're going to bring that bad with us, the bad is going to come with it, we're going to get a house we can't afford to maintain, we're going to get a car we can't afford to maintain, we're going to get a relationship that we don't have emotional space for, and we completely self-destruct in it. Yep. Yep. Totally. We have to be realistic. It's not to say you can't dream of getting that four bedroom house or that, that Maserati that you want, but be very realistic of a, how much it's going to cost you and B, can you sustain that in your current lifestyle? If you're like, well, dude, I can't, cause I can't afford a Maserati. I can't afford a Taurus. You know, it's like, so then just be like, all right, let's start. How do I manifest more money? 
how do I manifest on in the money I need in order to be comfortable and, and manifest the things that I want to manifest. And if, if that's, and if that's not doable, it doesn't mean you can't still dream. There is a point in time it's taken me. I've been out of my own. I mean, post the RA, I mean, I've been out since what, 2007, 2008. Oh, I think, yeah, it was 2008. I moved out, out of my parents' house after I got sick. So I've been trying to manifest a two-bedroom apartment from 2008 to now. Mm-hmm. That's 13 years. Yeah. But I did it because I did all the other work. I did the other work of, of what it is, like my worth and how much I was worth, like in my job and what I was, you know, and what I was worth in, in money. And this last job that I had before this one was when I finally figured it out. Yeah. I finally figured it out my worth. And the fact that I am worth a freaking lot if you hire me and I will be there and show up and do the job and I'm worth the extra money you're going to pay me. I had to quit and come back to that job in order for them to say, yeah, you're worth this much money mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for them to get it. And, and I, at that moment, I said to myself, you are not sacrificing the money anymore as far as your job goes because of whatever you're worth it and you know it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And once I stepped into that confidence of knowing what I'm worth as far as my employment, it's, it, it created this wealth of abundance that I, that I was blocking because I was allowing myself to be paid for less than what I was worth. Yeah, absolutely. For whatever reason, right? Like we go yeah. back into those spaces and we're like, where like once you get once you hit that level you're like you you kind of look back at yourself like wait what <laughs> like where was the where was that thought process of sure I'll take that <laughs> like what fear was I having in that moment because it's important information to have I mean that's what I do when I'm sitting with somebody is like let's go back to that moment because we're going to re- we have the ability to recreate that at any time in our lives if we don't examine it and get through that space of like, what, what fear did I have in that moment that I wasn't going to find another job? Okay. Let's clear that right now. There's plenty that you can find with the confidence that you have. So we're going to clear that. That means that I say no, if it's less, because the, the, the right one is there and I don't settle. But if I'm not in that confidence space, or I haven't had that that experience that we were talking about, it's really hard to call that in. It takes a huge leap of faith to be able to say, this is how much money I want a year and know that you're risking the interview being blown. Right. Yeah. And I, I I'm going to air quote being blown because if you're not going to give me the money for what my skills are worth, I didn't blow anything. <laughs> like I blew the chance to live shitty <laughs> and I'm really okay with blowing that up. <laughs> I turned down. I've never turned down jobs for the sake of them not paying me enough. And I turned down like at least six positions, some because I knew I was waiting for the job that this is the job that I have now. And also because I wasn't getting paid enough. There was no way I was going to say, oh yeah, let, let me, let me get paid for less. Like, no, 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 no. Big no. This is what I, this is what I require. And I get it that some places couldn't because of the way they work, whatever, fine. I, nothing on you, but, and even some of them even said, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to pay you what you're worth. And I'm like, fair enough. Mm-hmm. And fine. you'll find somebody that can do that job. And it wasn't me. And exactly. Good luck. <laughs> exactly. So just, you know, it does, it takes a lot of faith, but practice at it. Yeah. So start small. Are there things that you want that you have standards that you need to increase? Say, okay, you know what? I've been looking for a job. What salary would make you feel good and comfortable? You know, and how does it make you feel to to put your number? Like, are you afraid? Do you feel you're not enough? Like what emotions show up when you, or are you doing it sarcastically? Because as you said it, I can, I mean, when I used to sit in rehab and be like, well, whatever. I mean, the things, because they were so sarcastic, they were so out of belief 
that it, it could happen for them that they'd go $200,000. And I'd be like, okay, I mean, you'd have to work up to that because you, I mean, your skill set isn't there yet. It's certainly possible, but like, you're saying that to get yourself out of this, you yeah. know, like be like, we're going to build a ladder then. So you want that. So what do we do today? What, what, okay. what skills do you have? Who, how much do people get paid for that? Okay. You're going to do the top end because you're good at it. Right. What's the top end. That's what you want. That's what your skills are worth. Right. Be, be like you were saying, like kind of when we say be realistic, we don't mean chop yourself down and be small. And that's what people hear when they say be realistic, they hear, okay, real world is shit. And so shit is what I'm going to go for. Like, no, no, no. We're just saying for the now, what works for the now? What's the, le- the stair on the ladder that we go on now to get to the, to the rungs that, that will lead us to that dream? If you want a Maserati, what helps you today? Do you buy a car for $5,000 that you have the money in the bank instead of putting $5,000 down on a, a $40,000 truck? That will help because if you buy a $5,000 car, you'll get a couple years of saving that money up, right? So that you can, once that car dies, you, you know, you kind of roll that in. It's a long-term thing. It's a ladder, but it starts at where you are right now. That's the realistic. Yes. Right. Like yes. realistically speaking, what's the step that I take today? And where are you feeling? Where are you emotionally and mentally about taking those steps. Do you still feel this imminent failure? Are you still in a sense of, well, I, I really like 50,000 a year, but, but I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm not worth that much. You know, like, oh, it's going to pay me that around here. Yes. Honey, I, you know what, in the midst of COVID, you know, I've moved and I, manifested my apartment and I manifest the amount of money that I wanted to make per year. That is way more than what most people think that you can manifest. Mm -hmm. And, and I did that because I believed in myself because I believed in my worth. There is nothing. It doesn't matter what's happening. There is going to be a place where somebody will pay you for what you're worth. If you believe in it, if you believe and sell yourself in the way that like I told them, I said, look, I've created workflow processes and I've created, you know, SOPs and structure around how things are done that I, I, I'm a complete asset to your team because if you're just starting on this trajectory of what you're doing, then you need structure, you need policies, manuals, you need all of it. I've done it and I'm good at it. I'm good at problem solving. And they were like hired. I'm like, okay, because I knew what I bring to the table. You knew you could deliver. Mm -hmm. So it's not about puffing you up and it's not about lying about what you're worth and who you are, but know your strengths, find the positions that you're, that those strengths are needed and necessary and name your price, name your price. Yep. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's kind of where we start with manifesting because if there's a sense of disbelief and there's a sense of, I have to lie to get there, then there's a sense of you're not living your own life and you're not realizing your own worth. Yeah. Yeah. Authenticity matters. And it's okay to believe in yourself. I'm not arrogant. I don't feel that I have nothing to learn. I have everything to learn. I am a forever student and constantly shifting and learning and changing and understanding things because I know I don't know everything, but I do know a lot. And so don't you guys, you all know a lot. You all are subject matter experts about something. Use that. Mm -hmm. Allow yourself to use that. And for that to be part of, you know, what it is you bring to the table because it's needed somewhere it's needed. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you go where that you go, where they, you know, where, where they need it. And yeah. that, you know, that sometimes is a hard, a hard pill for people to swallow. It's like, sometimes it's not where you're at, you yeah. know, and that you have to get creative to get what it is that you want, or you may have to make a bigger leap, but, but you're being led to better. 
you know, I mean, that's, that's, that's the truth, right? Like (laughs) if you allow yourself to be led, you will be led to the good. But if you drag your feet or try to point yourself in directions out of fear and all that kind of stuff, you're going to go those places, but they're not going to be the happy spaces. They're not going to be the good, the, the good feeling places. And, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. I mean, I get it. Like I can put myself back at any time into the, you know, that person who was very scared of being on my own. You know, the very first time that I had to pay for an apartment by myself was because I was having problems with my husband and I was like, oh my God, I can't do this without him, you know, financially. Right. Because we were struggling as it was. And there were two of us. And I was like, how in the hell am I going to afford this place without him? Yeah. And I, but I was forced to, because it was in that moment of, well, do you want to live like this <laughs> or do you want, you know, like you might as well wing it, figure it out. You'll figure it out because I had at least that inkling of knowledge that I had a, a network that could help me figure it out if I didn't. And it was that tiny bit that grew into, I remember like a year later being like, huh, I have been doing it by myself for a year. I never thought this was possible. And it grew from there and grew from there, you know? Um, But I know, I understand how hard it is when you're in those spaces. It was very difficult for me to believe that there was anything possible. I didn't believe that I was anything more than a blue collar worker masquerading as something else because I went to college because that was, you know, I was the first kid to go to college in my like lineage, really. So I was, I was operating at the beginning from a space of like, nobody's done this before. So, you know, who are you, who are you in the world? Because you're not, you're not that person anymore, but you're also not feeling like this person. How do you step over that gap? Like, I get it. I understand when it doesn't feel possible. I understand when you can't find your specialness because you do the same thing that somebody else does. And you think that that, that means that you're not special. It's not true, (laughs) right? It's not true, but it's hard, you know, and and we get it, you know, and that's why we're throwing out all these different things. (laughs) Try this, try that, try that. I mean, it's all trial and error, but the goal being that we don't, we don't need to sacrifice anymore. We don't need to make ourselves small. We don't need to fit ourselves back into tiny boxes because we feel better in a fetal position. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> and we, I can fetal position just fine in a giant box if I need to. <laughs> right. <laughs> I need to shove myself. <laughs> And it doesn't, it doesn't mean you have to devalue yourself for the sake that somebody else does the job. Are there other people like me that can do just as good a job as I can, if not better? Absolutely. But they're not in your space and they're not in that space in that moment at that time. And if there is, I have a lot to learn from this person and I want to know this person and I want to high five this person on our way to creating our best lives. Because just because one person is great at something doesn't mean there aren't many people who are also great, but that doesn't mean all of those people are trying to apply for the same position. Right. And nor, or nor will they fit because personality matters. If you have a person, I don't want to say shit personality. If you have a different kind of personality than what fits in that corporate culture, then you are also not the person for that, that spot that there's another person who has the same skill set, skill set, that fits better there. I mean, there's a spot for every single one of us. It's like I say about healers. Each one of us has our own flavor. Each one of us comes from a different type of energy. Each one of us are here to heal different parts of ourselves and the people that come to us. There are many different ones that overlap, but that doesn't make any one better than the other. It just means that when a person's at a certain stage, then I'm you know, I may be the person because I've been through that situation or that I've experienced it or I'm healing it now and I have new information or whatever. And it's also, you know, there's billions of people in this world and the ratio to healer to people. I think that we're okay. I think there's enough 
clients for us to go around. Yeah. And I, and I, and I think that, you know, there are some people that don't like my style of reading and I get that they want the tarot predictive, what's going to happen in five years. I don't do it. I don't do it because it's not my style. I want to uncover what's preventing you from manifesting what you're seeking, what you're currently dealing with. I look at current energies and I don't look at predictive, but that doesn't make me or the other people that do predictive readings wrong. It's just, we're different flavors and some people will connect and some people won't. And that's okay. That's okay. It's all right. It's the way it works. Yeah. That's how everything works. Every boy I meet doesn't mean I have to marry them because I love them. Yeah. I'm not going to love everyone. (laughs) I'm not going to feel that energy with everyone. Exactly. So figure, think about what are you good at? What is the thing that you know that you rock every single time you do it, that it is something that you're constantly learning to be better at something that you love and enjoy. And, and you, once you figure out those superpowers, how do I translate, translate that into cash? Like what jobs there are ways. And they're like my friend right now, who's job seeking for a remote position. I'm like, manifest it. What do you want remote? You want to work four days a week. You want what, what do you want? let's decide and let's go seek it. How much money you want, you know, and, and what type of words do they come under? Like, you know, sometimes what you think your job is, isn't necessarily those words in the real world. Like you have to realize <laughs> you, you know, it's not about I, I, I'm going to shove myself in therapist box, yes. box before I realize that's not where I need to go. <laughs> yes. Wrong word. Exactly. So <laughs> go explore, go explore. If you're not happy with where you're at, you don't feel like you're making enough money and you think, and you feel in your heart that they're not going to pay you anymore. Go explore. doesn't mean you have to do anything about it. You can still work and explore at the same time. You don't create gratitude for what you have for all, you know, yep. Make you better there. Yeah. So when you start there, when you name your price, when you set up your life, in a way that supports what you want to manifest. Then the world's kind of your oyster. Like I, you know, it, you have to understand what it is you're asking, understand what's coming with that thing that you want to manifest, what other expenses, how much money, making sure you're not house or car or life poor. And you have to decide. That's, that's shifting our money mindset. That's shifting like, okay, it's the realism with the dreaming. It's being realistic about our dreams. It's I'm dreaming this because I want it, but what impact is it going to have on my life? Like the old adage, be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Because that six bedroom house, that's $500,000 is going to come with a fuck lot of taxes. And it could come with stuff you have to repair because the house wasn't built properly, or it could come with needing a new roof. You know, can you, can this, all this be in your wheelhouse? Or could you go with a $300,000 home that's brand new, that is the same amount of bedrooms, less square footage, but it works and it's what you want, but it doesn't have maybe 7,000 acres to go with it. Right. It only has 10. Right. You know, what is it? Why would, what are you doing with 7,000 acres anyway? Right. Like, cause sometimes yeah. our dreams, sometimes our dreams are not based in like what we're really going to need, want, whatever, you know, like they're just kind of grandiose because grandiose is fun. Like it's fun to freaking daydream. But then when you get into that, like, well, I mean, I'm just doing that. Cause that's fun. I don't. And there, and there's that fine line, right. Between making yourself small and kind of just being like, okay, I mean, I'm not settling. If I do this, this is, this doesn't feel like settling. This feels like achieving what I want, you know, and really being in that realistic space of saying, okay, I mean, that big dream, why am I big dreaming like that? Because, because I was programmed to believe that a mansion is what I want. I don't want a mansion because then I have to have somebody come clean it and they're going to touch all my stuff. And I don't actually want any of that. (laughs) 
forever I've lived in a Victorian mansion in my head and I'm like girl you don't even like cleaning a two-bedroom apartment what's making you gonna think you're gonna clean a mansion I'm like really realistically is this what we're gonna do and I'm like well I'll have the money to pay somebody yeah will you though right well yeah well see and, and in my mindset I'm like well yeah if I have a mansion I obviously but then it's like I don't really want like what's what's the point what is the point of this? Yes. I don't even, there. I can't fill that space. And yeah. if I do, it's going to be meaningless shit to fill spaces. And I don't want to do that either. Like I want to live like, well, you know, I want to have space for the stuff that I need and I don't need extra space because I don't like, I, I really just don't, you know, and, and where did that come from? That came from, you know, playing mash. <laughs> yes. Yes. I was just thinking you're in my brain. Yes. Cause I'm like, I've lived in a mansion my whole, like, since I was a teenager. So. <laughs> right. Because we're taught that you, that, I mean, that programming okay, to get psychology on it, that programming is to believe that we are big and good and, and successful. And, and, and that's what mansion means, right? Yeah. You're grandiose, you're luxurious, you're, you know, all of these things that everybody should want to be. No, <laughs> my luxury comes in a different, it doesn't come in a, in a mansion no. <laughs> at all. Like no. it doesn't. No. It, it, and, and, and that's okay. It might for somebody. Yes. Yes. It might, but yes. no, it doesn't for me. And, and that, that actually opens up the world for me in a different way. Right. Like there's a lot yes. of places I can go because I, because the mansion is no longer my, well, my, I feel, my I feel like my car and my apartment right now are luxury items. I feel that I'm living in a very clean, a very neat, very well taken care of place with a lot of grass, trees outside my window, and I'm good. Like, like there isn't that old apartment feeling. It's very modern. It's very new. It's not, I mean, yeah, it's been lived in before, but not in a way that, you know, you kind of go into some of the apartments that need updated from the seventies. Yeah. yeah. It's not like that here. I feel like this is luxurious. I feel like uh, my apartment finally matches what I feel in yes. alignment with. Yes. That's and the that's, power. That's the power. And I don't and need a house right are. now. I don't need uh-huh. a house in the future. Will I want one? Maybe because I want my own business out of it, but not right now. It's not where I'm at right now. I'm good. Right. And let's just take a second and enjoy like RIP the dream that you had in Sedona. Yeah. It wasn't meant to happen. You tried nope. to force it. It didn't happen because it nope. wasn't supposed to happen there. Nope. Right. And nope. that's, these are the, these guys, these are the moments that we, we look back on to, cre- to create more manifestations, right. To be able to let go sooner of things when we're like, okay, what, uh, what else? Look, let me just look elsewhere because this is, I'm coming up against a wall and it may be a wall I need to push through, but it may be a wall to tell me to look other places because I can look back on my life and see those walls very clearly. Now I can very clearly see when I'm trying to push versus when I'm being led and I'm ready to be led, you know, and, and it, it's again, like when you're listening to this and it's, you've never felt like you've manifested something, please turn around and look, you have, you've manifested every single thing that you have in your life. And you've created your own standards based on that. And every time you've leveled up your standards, you've most likely achieved them in one way or another, one way or another, you wanted another car, you got another car, right? That's I'm, (laughs) that is achieving (laughs) what you've asked for. So, you know, but I, I, I really, I just love the idea of empowering more people to live in that space like you're, you're describing, like I'm describing, um, is, you know, I don't have to go backwards anymore. I'm here. This is luxury. I love it. Living in gratitude while opening up for the, the, and more to, to continue to flow in and, and yeah, (laughs) I mean, this, this was tangential, but I feel like it was, you know, like it does all kind of just tie into taking care of ourselves. And keeping our standards in a good space that makes us feel good and not make us feel bad like we're failing. And and to really and to really hardcore look at what we feel our worth is and how to how to heal that, how to change that. 
and how to really step into the space because we're worth way more than what any of us, what we think we are. So mm-hmm. we love you guys. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, is that what you were going to say? Yes, yep. I feel it. <laughs> oh, we love you guys. We hope this helps going into the holiday season to help kind of maybe rein you back a little bit and be like, am I sacrificing so much of myself financially that I'm, I'm detrimenting myself. So really be aware, really be conscious of what you're doing. Spend consciously. Most people don't need stuff and kids, they play with stuff and it's done in a month. So be very conscious about what you're spending so that you are supporting yourself, your dreams and what you want to manifest. So we love you. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah, love y'all. Thank you for joining us on Freud's Angels. We are thankful for each of you opening up your heart to us. To continue the healing, connect with us on Instagram at Freud's underscore angels and on Facebook at Freud's Angels. Please subscribe to the show so that we may help you continue your journey. And remember to give us some love in the review section. If anything we've talked about today has triggered an emotional or mental crisis, please call 911 or head to the nearest emergency center. And always remember you are loved, you are worthy, and the world needs your light. <laughs>